Hey, eavesdroppers, welcome to Flapping Our Lips. Just three sisters talking about random things. And we invite you to eavesdrop on today's conversation. So today's conversation will be about a conversation with a friend. So I recently had a really sad conversation with a really, really good friend. And I am so hurt and for her and this situation. Um, and just really don't even know, uh, other than being supportive and being present for her, what else to do. Uh, what do you do when, out of the blue, your partner, your husband decides that they're not happy and they want to go with no prior warning? Uh, how do you help someone to get through that situation? Because clearly they're blindsided and you're blindsided just hearing about it. And it was just a really, really hard, sad, and to be honest, uncomfortable conversation to be having with my friend. So what do you say, guys? So I would ask um, myself if, you know, putting myself in that shoes, am I really blindsided? And who is this person that I'm with? And were there any indications ever, you know, as you do reflection, which is, you know, part of the growth process. Uh, was there any sign or indication that something was wrong? So can you answer that or something happened in the past that may have said this person's character may not be, you know, the best? I mean, there were, yes. So there were things in the past that there was unfaithfulness in the past. There was um, just behaviors that the person had, non-communicative, you know, not always willing to share in conversation. So yes, I would say that there were some signs, there were signs, but, um, you know, my friend really thought that, you know, trying to work through it. Uh, she is a woman of faith. So she was leaning heavily into her faith to try to guide her in, you know, uh, how do I navigate this? I, I, I forgave the unfaithfulness that was pre-marriage. It happened prior to being married. And, you know, the person basically begged her to let them back into her, their, her life and, you know, was like, they loved, they, you know, they loved her. That's who they wanted to be with. They would do whatever it takes to make it work. And my friend truly bought it. The, the person started going to church with her and, you know, seemingly to fall into a pattern of we are on the same page. We're making life together. Um, but as you said, you do have to look at the past. You have to look at past habits. And honestly, I don't know that I'm privy to all of the behaviors and past habits, other than the fact I know of the unfaithfulness because it did produce a child. Um, but I also know my friend was just very forgiving, deeply in love with this person, really, really wanted it to work, really, you know, bent over backwards, forwards, sideways to just be the kind of spouse that she be believed biblically she should be. You know, it's, um, um, 
it's interesting because I, I, I mentioned to my own spouse uh, this particular situation and and their response was, there are always signs. People just choose to maybe disregard them or they're so in love that they don't recognize them. But some of what you described are very, some very overt signs that are, were quite obvious um, that they tried to work past. Um, I, I could reflect on my own conversations with another friend who went through a similar situation. And what I said to her at the time, and um, I can reflect on now, which is probably a good six years later, is that this is a season and you will get past it. And, and at the moment, it doesn't feel or seem like that will be the case. Um, but when I look at my friend today and see where she is, and you know, she's also a, a person who is a person of faith, and um, she is flourishing. And you know, I can't, I, I can't um, assume to know what she may think, but I think would probably look back and say that she's actually in a better place now than she was then um, with the other partner that she had who also decided that they wanted to march out the door because they wanted to find out what was green, what was greener on the other side. Um, It hasn't been greener for them, but uh, certainly for her, I think she's in a, a, a much better situation. So, you know, that's what I said to her then that, you know, just hang in there. It will get better. Um, and reflecting on just her journey, that has absolutely been the case. It did get better. It took time and patience and a lot of hard work and some really tough times because she has children that she then had to manage on her own because this person also became an absentee parent. And so um, it wasn't an easy journey, but she, just from a person on the outside looking in, seems to be in a much better place um, than where she was when that situation happened and probably even before. So um, just another layer of clarity. Um, This friend also at the same time, due to some, you know, issues with work and um, an older parent who recently widowed living in another state needed her help made a decision to leave the job, leave her, leave her job and had told her spouse or had communicated with her spouse that this was a decision that she wanted to make. And, you know, I am just going to be on the outside looking in thinking he made some kind of affirmative indication that this was okay. And he was on board with this plan because uh apparently now that you know she has made that move and left her job in preparation to start doing these things that she was saying that needed to be done this person within the same space of time literally within 2 weeks of of her leaving her job made this decision that I'm not happy I'm leaving and I'm like why would you even encourage this her to do that knowing that this was something you were thinking about 
doing. I mean, obviously she's a grown woman and accountable to, to for her actions and her decisions. But, you know, and she, I, I asked her, I'm like, what did he say when you said that to him? He, she said, he said, oh, well, you wanted to leave your job anyway. And I was like, wow, wow. I really had no words. You know, well, that's, that's, uh, that's setting expect that that's her expectation that you know I'm in a relationship I'm going to go to my partner I'm going to tell this partner hey this is what I plan to do and this is the reasons why and so to his point he's like you wanted to leave I mean you weren't happy so why would I this shouldn't have any bearing he's probably thinking um, kind of selfishly on what your plans are going to be right so I think you know to um, Cat's earlier point, uh, and what I was uh, referring to when I asked you that question, you know, what did she see? The character doesn't change. He had a shady character from the start. That was it. She chose to bypass those things for the sake of being in love with somebody who you thought he was. You set this person up on a pedestal and overlooked some shady things. And when times got hard or tough, or you had challenges, you really have to reflect, is this person there for me? And one thing's for certain, two things for sure. Look, nobody wants to hear when they're going through something, it's gonna get better, but what doesn't challenge us doesn't change us. And so in this, in the course of this season that she's in, you don't need anybody who doesn't wanna be with you. I mean, at the end of the day, if this is what it costs you to get rid of somebody who is really not considering you, doesn't care about you, it's better you find out now than later. You, I mean, you could be sick. You could, I mean, at least you are able body. You did make a decision to help your parent. You weren't happy anyway, whatever was going on at work. That this just helped move you. And if you are a person of faith, you're gonna walk in that faith that you can't see. You are not omnipotent, omnipotent, omniscient. You can't see what's in front of you, but these steps are going to potentially put you in the right place where you need to be. And that's where she really needs to land. And if she wants to go into another relationship, she has to stop making up somebody in her head. This is not who he is. He before You, you mentioned before uh, they got married, this person stepped out on you in a relationship. So there was already already signs and you married him. That means he's saying you accepted me with who I am and who I was. And when I'm sure there is somebody else, because the things that he's saying and doing, that's always a question. Hmm, you got somebody else. You just don't want to be in a relationship. That's probably not even your style. You've picked up and found somebody else who you thought was the grass was greener, as you said, and you jumped on it. I will win the lotto tomorrow. I can guarantee it. And so whatever needs, whatever reason he stepped out before, it's probably not the first time. It's probably just the time he met somebody who was good with, and he felt like, oh, this is the mother load and this is meeting all my needs. Um, it, It's tough. Nobody wants to be at the end of the breakup, but the better part is if somebody doesn't want to be with you and you can't make that change and see it, let them go. Let them go. It is not worth it. Being miserable, begging, going to counseling, and the person saying, "I don't want to be with you." No way. It it just doesn't. 
it's not, you're not saying, Hey, this is not working in my relationship and I want to try to work it out. And I've been watch I watched the show on, I think it's Showtime Couples Therapy, which I didn't know I really loved, but I like to see the dynamics of relationships. And, you know, some people are like, I don't want to be in this relationship. You cannot, I don't want to be with anybody. I can't reiterate that more who doesn't want to be with me. There's just no begging. That's a friendship. That's an expectation I have. It's a friendship, a family member relationship, a intimate partner relation. There's just no way. I'm you, you, so I, I I'm sorry that this happened to her, but I'm actually probably not because you were with somebody who didn't want to be with you, and now you have the freedom to find somebody and receive something that may actually want you. The goal is. Make sure you're able to look for what wants you. That's I, yeah, key. Absolutely. I and I did and I mean everything you said are, are things I said to her. I said, you know, you know, I said, as a woman of faith, you understand that, you know, God knew this was happening. He didn't make mistakes. He understood that you, you know, you were leaving your job. This was happening. And it's a storm that you have to go through at this time. But you know, you will come through it stronger. And better, absolutely right. Better without this person who has, um, as Kat likes to say, you know, history. Show me the history, and and your history. It, we as women, we like to turn a blind eye sometimes to the history, but you really must look at the history because the history is the story. That's the story of this person and their actions and and the way they behave. And I mean, I will say, I I know her spouse on a peripheral kind of level. And on, honestly, when you meet him and you engage with him, he's a very engaging, you know, very nice guy, uh, you know, in for all intents and purposes, but definitely not a partner, not a partner, a nice guy, a helpful guy, a, um, to a degree, a supportive guy, but not a partner, not, not a life partner. And, and basically, you know, the other day, that's what she said to me. She said, I was looking for a partner, a life partner, someone to grow old with and build with. And that's not what I got. Well, did you define that? Did you go have definitions about what a partner means? You can't just say, I want to be with somebody and people who look good on paper. I could give a rat's behind about somebody who looks good on paper. Oh, you did this. You got 15 accomplishments. You're the king of Spain, France, and England, United States, all that. But when you when you get with them, they are terrible, nasty, inconsiderate, unreliable, untrustworthy, all the uns, impossible, all those negative words, but they look great on paper. And if that's where she found that this person seemed like he was rolling at her feet or graveling at her toes at the time, who knows what his intentions were? Maybe she looked like she had something and he wanted to get a piece of it. You're going to do whatever you want to get some of that, you know, stuff. So for me, um, uh, again, you know, it's you, you have to look at the signs. And at some point, um, you have to believe it can happen to you. And if you believe it can happen to you, you'll look at those signs and you'll be like, wait a minute, what's this? Or because I'm quick to do that. My husband, no. I'd be like, wait a minute. Hold up, buddy. <laughs> um, what's this? You look a little well, shady. 
You know, I think that um, as you as you navigate life and you try to figure out who who are the people that you have in your life, and you know, in this case, a a partner of uh, whatever form or fashion. There, there's always there. There are signs about who these people are and who they're going to be. And as you as you navigate that relationship, there are things that you decide. Oh, I could live with this. And then there are things you can say. Mm, that's a, that's a no can do for me, um, because nobody's infallible. We all have our quirks, our ways about us, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, somebody maybe somebody's about that polyamorous life, and you can go out and do your thing, and and you fine with that. And then there's some who, you know, f- if you drop socks on the floor, uh, uh-uh, that's <laughs> I cannot live with that, and I and I'm out of here. So you have to prepare yourself for, you know, choosing very carefully who your mate is going to be and what you are going to be willing to accept and what you are not. Because we're all going to come with some level of difference. And if you set yourself up where you are willing to accept that something about a person so you can marry them, but know deep in your heart that it's not something that you could actually live with, then you cannot be prepared. You You cannot... You cannot be surprised when at the end of the day, it doesn't work for you. Um, but you one, will be surprised though. When yeah. Well, if, if you, if you, if, right, if you, if you lie to yourself right. and say, oh, you know what? I think that even though this person has cheated on me in the past, I, I could live with that. I could live with it. Are we, we going, no, the, the, no, you, you, you ignoring you, you, yeah, it, you can't. The other thing is that there is a, that um, wasn't mentioned is that there is a very, there's a stark cultural difference in this, in this couple. There really is. And I, and I think that that was also perhaps a contributing factor here um, as, as well. And and maybe it wasn't communicated overtly, um, but when cultures are, are different and people don't necessarily um, act to, 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 to try to close some of those cultural gaps, um, become immersed in people's differences. I think that sometimes people will gravitate to what is customary for them. And there also could be a little bit of that happening here as well. I would absolutely agree. You're right. We didn't mention that, but there was a cultural difference. There was, you know, and I, I absolutely think that particularly paid a part because um, m- my friend's husband, you know, he, he definitely lives within his culture um, and she doesn't speak the language and she didn't make any attempt to learn truly to speak the language so that she could also be immersed or indoctrinated correctly into the culture so that he felt like, oh, okay, you're you're you want to be part of my culture. I think um, that definitely p- played a part, and probably also played a part in her maybe not doing her research to understand males of that culture. You know, to understand how they operate. That maybe there is an innate misogyny within them. I don't know. 
Or she could have just thought she was enough and that's okay. You could think you're enough. But when you go back to that initial incident of who you stepped out on, who you was stepped out, who that person stepped out on you with, and you look at that person and they were of the same culture, that to me is an indication that, mm, so like you said, if you're not making any attempts to indoctrinate yourself, assimilate, get down, whatever. And and you don't have to, but if you don't do it, um, some people are so embedded. I mean, I have friends who lived here or immigrated to this country and they speak two languages, sometimes maybe three, but their first thought is in that other language or they still watch TV in their language. They're just... in just embedded in that language. We have conversations and it's, you could see it's just so immersed in their culture that they kind of gravitate toward that. And it's okay. You know, it's fine. You just have to know, again, set your expectations and don't think you can change anybody. And a little bit of this sounds to me like you thought you could change this person, you know, into, or this person would change because of who you are. You can change no one. They have to want to change on their own. And maybe they thought, oh, well, I'm going to be nice. I cook rice and, you know, whatever. That's not enough. And so I, I wish her well on this journey. And I hope she, in life, you don't lose, you learn. And I hope she has learned this time around a few lessons and really apply those lessons going forward. So that was some really sound advice for her. So uh, I'm going to say thank you for eavesdropping with us on this conversation today. New episodes drop weekly. To share your comments, say hi, recommend topics, or ask for advice, reach us at flapyourlips at gmail.com. That's F-L-A-Y-P. That's not it, though. That's (laughs) F-L-A-P-Y-O-L-I-P-S at (laughs) gmail.com.